0: The Homance Chronicles, the female equivalent of a bromance. So many poor choices, but so many good takes. But
1: so many poor choices.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, go ahead and get started.
1: Well, without further ado, this is The Homance Chronicles, and I'm Sarah.
0: And I'm Nicole. And that was a very abrupt. We're going to get started. <laughs> Right in. Um, we
2: don't
0: have time. <laughs> so, we have a, a very special guest with us today, and we're really excited to talk to her about some topics that we've never covered on the podcast before. And I don't think I've ever introduced somebody as a spiritual business coach, but I am so into it. So, mm-hmm. thank you for being here, Michelle Warnica.
2: We appreciate Woo! you. <laughs> thank you so much for having me I'm so excited
1: yeah I'm really excited to like cross over from like the personal spiritual lifestyle to like how do you bring spirituality into the business world yeah
2: Yeah.
0: and a little conversation that we were having was you know the the realization that maybe your life is changing or your purpose is changing and I was reading On your website that this happens a lot to um i don't i don't recall if it was a specific gender but to people maybe from like 30s to 50s like a midlife thing and you know there's probably some negative connotations about like midlife crisis right but (laughs) why do you think that it happens at like this midlife point where you're like i should be doing something different with my life
2: yeah, I think it is definitely different because there was a time, I think, where midlife men having an affair and buying a Ferrari, and now <laughs> it's more of a spiritual awakening. <laughs> so things have shifted.
1: <laughs> Thankfully. I don't need to buy a new car, and I don't need to have an affair right now, but I need something.
2: <laughs> yes, exactly. I need God. So um, yeah, so I think it happens usually because you get to a point midlife where you where you have an idea where your life's where you want your life to go but you don't really have it mapped out you're just you know i know for me when i was younger i thought oh yeah i'm gonna have this incredible career i want to travel all over i you know when i was growing up being in a jet setter was really cool i wanted to be a jet setter and just party and go from place to place that was my dream and then oh yeah i'll get married and have some kids too well, that oh yeah, I'll get married and have some kids too. Never really happened, but I did have a lot of fun jet setting around and partying. So that was the big focus. I made that happen, and then I got to, you know, my middle of my life, and was like, I don't think this is really all there is. I think there's something more happening.
0: Yeah, well, and at that time, you need more naps in order to be a
2: better <laughs> <or> partier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: The social here and have.
2: <laughs> Probably part of it, but then I think also what happens is you you just don't get the same sense of fulfillment, you know. And I think a lot of times too um, that we're uh, as children, depending on who your parents are. My parents were; uh, it was all about going to college and getting a good job. My dad works at General Motors for like forty-five years. Yeah. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. You know, the traditional family, and. Um, that's what they wanted for their kids, right? And that's just not the way things are anymore. You don't, you don't stay at a job. Well, my sister, she's an accountant and she's been at her job for 20 some years. So I guess some people do, but most people don't. And so I think then it's just finding something that you're fulfilled about.
0: Yeah. And if you're trying to navigate a uh, new territory, and you feel like you're breaking a mold because you know the previous generation didn't function this way then it's kind of like how
2: how how do you do do it
0: (laughs) why well you know when do i make that decision to say suck it corporate america i'm fulfilling my purpose instead you know and then when you decide to do that not be a big anxiety ball about it you know yeah
2: well, it's different for everyone. You know, sometimes I always used to say, because I was in telecommunications for 25 years and you know that business, it went through a lot. We used to have phones where you just dial the phone and and now you have- <laughs>
0: she's <laughs> making the sign of a rotary phone.
2: <laughs> yeah, like back in the, you know, it used to be like that. And then telecommunications, <laughs> it moved through. You know, when I started selling long distance, I was selling a discounted rate at like 18 cents a minute. Now I get it for free, right? So my industry changed dramatically. And um, it was just time, you know, we, they changed, I changed, it was time to go. Um, But I was laid off like twice in one year. And it was at that point, because i had seen so many layoffs in my industry, that I had told myself ever happened to me that it was the universe's way of moving me along but I had already been on my spiritual journey. Some people aren't gonna do that. I had a friend that got laid off and she just kept showing up at every conference. She did everything to try and get back in that industry. And I felt bad for her because it was writing was clear on the wall that that industry was not, was done for her Mm -hmm. and she was trying to hang on. And it's just like being in a bad, it's being in a relationship when you know it's over, but you're still, don't leave me, don't leave me, you know? That happens with your job too. And you have to sometimes really be honest with yourself and look at what's happening in your life. And is it trying to tell you that whatever this chapter is, that it's time to move on and then be brave to let it go and know that the universe is having you let go of whatever it is so that it can open you up and it's creating space for new possibilities. Can we talk about that for a
1: second? Because I think one thing that's really interesting that we have marked down is the different, or like the, the, the pain and joy of leveling up, basically. It's understanding that there's two parts to it. It's not all just beautiful butterflies and ponies and rainbows that lead you to this pot of greatness. It's shit. I don't want to do this anymore. And it's really painful to let this go. How do I do this? Can we talk about that too?
2: Yeah, that's huge. I struggled with that. Like letting go of who I thought I was your identity. You basically let go of your identity. And I remember when at first, when it started, uh, it was about five years ago, and I didn't know what I wanted to do. I just knew that I couldn't do what I was doing anymore. So I was like driving for Lyft. I was selling network marketing. I was doing all kinds of stuff that was not fulfilling. And then I just got to a point where I just, I didn't want to go out anymore because I didn't, I wasn't who I was, but I wasn't who I was becoming. I was in this kind of dark place that they call the dark night of the soul. And I didn't want to ha- go out because I didn't want to have conversations because people start asking you, so what do you do? Who are you? And you, and when you don't even know who you are yourself, it's hard to have those conversations with other people. And I wrote this, this blog about becoming. Um, it was I woke up in the middle of the night. It was like two in the morning and I could feel that I was expanding. It was like, I was energetically expanding beyond my boundaries. And I it was painful because I was pushing up against these boundaries. And it was just really, really, really uncomfortable. And I was whimpering. I was just laying in bed, basically whimpering, because I just I I was I was so uncomfortable. And I just finally I got up about three in the morning and just started writing about it. And it was exactly what you're saying, Sarah. It's like I didn't choose this, you know, I'm not I'm not doing, this pain is so much. No one talks about this pain that I have to go through to expand into this person that I'm becoming. But if you think about, you know, transformation like a butterfly, it's probably the most visual way to really see it, is that this caterpillar is, you know, all of a sudden, decides spins this cocoon or web or whatever around itself and it's surrounded by all this gunk and then when it's in this little cocoon it is literally changing every cell of its body is changing it's growing wings it's letting go of its feet it's it's i mean the whole thing is transforming physically it's growing and then it has to actually push itself out of the cocoon Because if you try and cut the cocoon open to let the butterfly out, it will die. Because it has to feel the pain of pushing open, pushing what it used to be back so that it can emerge as what it's becoming. And if you look at it from that point, then it makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting. But why does it, I mean, I guess people don't recognize the fact that um, to make space, you have to let go. They think that abundance is truly all of the abundance and it's as much as you can take it more and more and more. But really you have to make space for things like these things. Otherwise you can't focus on them, you can't do them.
2: Yes, that's such an important point. There's one of my favorite authors, her name is Tosha Silver. I don't know if you've ever read any of her books, but she has this book called Outrageous Openness. And it's just a beautiful collection of stories and one of the stories is about one of her readers who um, had read her book. She has a couple books, um, had read one of her books, and she was an author, and she had her reader. And she had her whole apartment was filled with these letters that her readers had sent to her, telling her how much her books had changed people their lives. And she felt like if someone took the time to read, re- uh, write me a letter, then I should take the time to read it. But she didn't have time to read these letters. So they just kept stacking up and stacking up and stacking up to the point that she could barely get into an apartment. There was so many of these letters. And she had to, and she was broke. Like things were not happening in her life because there was no energy moving in. There was no flow of energy. She was living in this apartment that was suffocating her And even though she was surrounded by love, because all these were really love letters for her, they were closing in on her and they were preventing her from growing and expanding. And she was trying to uh, write another book, but she couldn't couldn't get any energy flowing. And so finally, Tosha helped her to see that um, she didn't have to read the letters just because they had sent them in she can, she can just sit in gratitude and send out energetic gratitude to all the readers that had sent them, and she can get rid of the letters in a lovely way and make space in her life for new to come in. And when she went through that exercise, her whole life changed. Everything really started to open up for her because she got rid of all the stuff she was carrying around and made space for everything to come into her.
1: Like literally physically made space. <laughs>
2: yes and that's Antosha's Tosha's she has another book called about money um I forget what it's called but anyway her book about money is uh a, the first thing she has you do is clean out your drawers and your closets so that you can open space for abundance to come in
1: that's cool that's really cool so how then well
2: so you
1: had a little moment of discovery and then what next what happened next
2: I just kept, I, I was um, awakening. So I had this incredible sense of curiosity that I think had been suppressed for so many years because I'd just been living my life in, in a habitual way. And I just started exploring. I knew that I wanted to be some sort of a life coach, probably transformational coach since I was going through this incredible transformation. But I didn't know what it would look like. So I just started doing stuff. I started going to workshops, meetups, online classes, anything that was free or a hundred dollars or sounded interesting. I was there. I just showed up and took notes and met people and just started meeting people. And I did this for a good, probably a year and a half. And then I was really trying to find some sort of income because I was living off my savings at the time. And, um, I was talking to a friend of mine and, he suggested maybe I should go work for a chance in the industry and then I could kind of learn what it was like. And so I thought that was a great idea. And I saw on Facebook, one of uh, an acquaintance was looking for an assistant, a personal assistant. Her business, she was a, I didn't know. I, I thought she was a photographer, which she was, but she was so many other things. And so I messaged her and we went and she was, I'm really just looking for someone young, I'm not gonna pay them any money. I'm like, that's okay, I just wanna learn. And I started working for her and I started picking up other clients, coaches and healers and was started being assistant to them uh, through personal assistant and then a business assistant and then like an admin. And I learned, it was like a paid internship. I learned everything that I, I needed to know so that when I was ready to start my business, I knew what I needed to do. I knew that it was important to have these events. I knew I needed an email list. I knew I needed to build an audience. I knew that I needed to do all these things just organically because I had learned it from being this assistant. And then my intuition started, uh, that all started to, you know when you have a spiritual awakening, your gifts start to flood in. And mine is the gift of channel. So I started hearing things and being guided And one day I was in yoga and I heard I I was having an event. I'd gone to a women's entrepreneur event and there was a woman there that was a, uh, she was intuitive and she was wanting to do some sort of a group session. And I said, Oh, you can do that at my house. I can pull some people together. My friends love that stuff. And so um, I said, I'll just do it. We picked a date. I invited a bunch of people. I think I had 10 or 12 women come and, um, the week, And I had met all kinds of other women at that event that also wanted to get in front of people to speak. And I had told them that I would give them their names and whatever they, their specialty to my coaches that I work for because they were looking for speakers too. And when I was in yoga, I heard, you don't need to give those names away. You can start hosting these in your house every month. <laughs> and it turned out to be this transformational group that I created. And I started because I wasn't ready to come forward and teach yet, but I had people that were already in their zone of brilliance. They had already had their businesses, knew what they were doing. So I used them. I collaborated with them. I said, I want to do an event on manifestation. I want to do an event on intuition. I want to do an event on this. And then I would collaborate with these women and then I would do all the hosting and promoting and then, And we would collaborate on the content. And I made sure that every event was an experience. And I would host anywhere from three to nine women in my home every month. And we would have these events. And this went on for about a year and a half. And it was really fun and great. And I really learned a lot about. Uh, Then finally, people stopped showing up. I think the last two, I only had a couple people. And I realized it was time for me to step into my. Yeah, the
0: interesting thing about any kind of um, business advice, doesn't matter the industry, whether it's spiritual or not, uh, there's always such a, a emphasis on growing like your girl gang or your community or connecting with like-minded people. Um, so, I mean, it's pretty amazing that you were able to dial in and find even people for a year and a half, to be honest, like, uh, before you started moving into the coaching and, um, you know, as you were doing these events, I mean, could you just see other people's transformation? Like, could you see people kind of, you know, like awakening and opening? I mean, um, that has to be extremely gratifying if that's what's happening.
2: Yeah, there's something really, you know, I do the one-on-one and the group coaching and there's something really beautiful about groups because women in groups, you know, there's, there's some people that will share no matter what, but then there's those other people that really need to feel safe. Mm-hmm. And when you can, you know, one of the gifts that I have is the ability to create a really safe space where people can come and people that normally wouldn't share can feel comfortable to share whatever's going on with them, and then and then what I find too in these groups is that someone shares, and then the different women in the group start to share. I call it bringing their own brand of compassion, because we're all so unique in how we um, how we show compassion, and so each woman would bring their own brand of compassion to whatever this this one woman's situation is, um, showing her all these different perspectives on it, whatever she was mm-hmm. her, and really embracing her and letting her know that it's okay and that she's loved
1: that's remarkable.
0: remarkable yeah
2: and um you know i don't know
0: if this is a natural transition but one of the things that uh I've, I was curious about when I was learning about you and something that sounds like it could come out of some of these groups because you are um, being vulnerable and sharing is understanding your soul language. And when you had it like kind of positioned that way, I'm like, yeah, I've heard about, you know, connecting with your spirits and, and listening for those types of, um, intuitive signs and things but I've never really uh thought of it as like its own little soul language like how do you how do you harness that how do you find yours
1: what is it
2: <laughs> or your- <laughs> well, so- we, we all have you know your soul is always talking to you right it's always telling you do this don't do that um you're more than you think whatever they're telling you and but it really comes down to the Claire's. Have you heard of the four Claire's? Nope. Oh, mm-hmm. so what? you're clairvoyant or clairaudience, clairsentient, um, claircognizant. So whatever your Claire is, so one is really the language of your soul. So for me, I'm clairaudient So I hear pretty much everything, but I also know things and I also feel things. And so most people have uh, like more than one, but you'll have one that's your main one where you see visions or you feel. Everything's just a feeling. And so when you learn what yours is, then it's easier for you to understand the communication and also to trust it. Because a lot of people too, we've been trained and programmed that if we can't see it, we can't right.
1: trust it. doesn't yeah. exist. Which is wrong. Yes. The wind. I hate the wind so much. You can't see it, but you can see what it does. I hate it. I hate the wind.
0: <laughs> that was an odd rant, Sarah. I just so upset with it. <laughs> but I don't know. Of- I think maybe Michelle you can recommend like a crystal for Sarah's
2: uh, <laughs> well, I-, I was gonna <laughs> say it. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Ayurveda? No. no. Ayurveda is like a sister science to yoga, and it's A Y U R A Y U R V E D A, and um, you can go online, there's tests you can take to see what your dosha is, and your dosha is, which is D-O-S-H-A, is the foundation, your, your body's foundation. And so in Ayurvedic medicine, it's like, I think I just said, it's a sister science to yoga. So it's like a 5,000 year old science from India. And um, each one, there's four, no, there's three doshas, but you can have a combination. But there's one, uh, I'm a combination, Pitta Vata. And when you have, an Vata is air, they represent the different elements. So I don't like wind either because I have a lot of vada. And so I'm like, you know, it could be a beautiful day and I go outside and the wind comes and I'm like, oh my God, it's so cool just because the wind is there. So I get what you're saying. So you probably have a lot of vada in your, in your dungeon. I don't like it because it messes with all
1: my stuff. You know, it always
2: puts me off my path. And that
1: pisses me off. I hate it. <laughs> I'm going to go do all this. I'm so excited right now.
2: Oh, that's so awesome. Well, check it out. I love Ayurveda. It's really one of the things that I've incorporated into my life. It's a whole science of, you know, eating and sleeping and and um, if you want to go deep, I have a teacher that I'm happy to recommend to you that can take you deep on it. It's really Yeah, awesome. let's do it. So how <laughs> do so when you so you, you're from um,
1: your origin story, uh, you have one and I don't know if we want to talk about it, but how did you come to like from where you started? How did you how did you decide like I I want to investigate more of the spirituality stuff. This is the real legit stuff. I'm I'm not you know like cuz you came from the traditional you need to get a job and do stuff household. And you know there's that whole layer of you're letting those people down. But like what what really like stuck with you that made you go, you know, I'm going to I'm going to keep pursuing this even in those times of questioning?
2: Yeah, well, I've been, you know, really into this since I was little. You know, I discovered astrology in my teens, which really was powerful for me because I was a very, very emotional teenager and I didn't understand what all these emotions I was feeling. And then when I stumbled onto astrology and learned, out, learned that I was a double Scorpio, I was like, oh, that's why, that's why I'm so emotional. <laughs> And it just helped me to understand who I was. And so since I was, and then I, I think it's in my in my website, I talk about when I was little, my, when I learned about the universe and how big the universe was. And that night I went home, I just laid in bed and I just thought, oh my God, we're just so, we're just teeny, teeny, tiny specks in this infinite universe. And I couldn't even sleep. I was so like, I felt so insignificant. And I went downstairs to my dad and I asked him, you know, what he thought of it. And he didn't have any answers. And I thought, well, if he doesn't have any answers. And this is a big question <laughs> <laughs> because my dad knows everything. And so I think I really, uh, I used to go to all kinds of metaphysical stores, card reading, psychics. I've always been attracted to that stuff. It's my, been my passion, really. So when I got the opportunity to start a business around that whole thing, I was just like, well, now's the time too, because there's never been a better time in the history of mankind to really tap into the universe. The universe is supporting us right now to to Mm. tap into our intuition and to go with whatever, wherever our curiosity leads us.
1: And it's okay to do that, by the way.
2: (laughs) Not only okay, it's supported right now in a big way. And that's why with my business, I help people that are have awakened. They figured out why they're here, but they don't know what to do with it. I don't, I you know, now that I know I'm here and now that I woke up, I don't, I can't go back to that day job or I want out as soon as I can. What do I do with this? I help them to figure out what to do with it so that they can either start something on the side and then, you know, ramp it up and ease out of their job. Or if they're ready to just go full on, then let's do it. Whenever, whenever makes the most sense for you.
1: Do you ever encounter people who are kind of not sure if they're awakened and, and they just, I don't know what's going on. Can you help me? Do you ever get any of those people?
2: Yes. The, and, and there's people that are definitely waking up that would never use that word. And, <laughs> you know, they just think, oh, I really see it. The world just kind of looks different now, but they don't really know, you know, they, they, that word is, or the whole concept is not for them. But they're still waking up. They're just seeing things differently and through a new lens. And really last year with COVID, that's what that was all about, right? It was was about forcing everyone to go in, not just in their homes, but inside to see what it is that they want to do. You know, who am I really? Is this life that I'm leading really serving me? am I doing all the things that I wanted to want to do in this lifetime? Because who knows how long we're going to be here. We're not given any length of time, you know, so you got to, You got one shot. You got to take it. Right.
0: Yeah. I think that, um, you know, even though it's been a year of, uh, quarantine and, um, there's some sense of normalcy coming back. And, um, you know, people are excited about the opportunities of change and like the vaccine coming and everything like that. I still don't think that the world's going to move on like it used to, right? Like there was obviously something broken or not functioning the way that it should have. And, uh, you know, one of the the I guess concerns that I have or one of the things that I think about is so when we try to do this transition again like what <laughs> does that mean exactly because if you haven't done your internal work or you didn't um, uh, I guess utilize the time that we had that was being presented to us um, you know How are you going to feel, I guess, like, are you going to feel like you missed an opportunity? Are you going to not even notice? Or like, it's kind of thinking like, yeah, what, um, what have I done with this last year? (laughs) And now we're coming out of it. And now what do I do? You know, and so if you haven't made any strong decisions or had your moment where you're waking up like, um, what does that mean for people, you know? Cause I don't think there's ever a right or wrong time, but it's just a unique time that it could happen for you now.
2: Yeah, well, let me talk to you a little bit about um, my perspective on this whole COVID thing. One of the things that they're not, cause one of the things I really, really, really learned especially last year, as I really expanded during COVID and energy became such an important part of my life managing energy and understanding the energy. Because one of the things that they don't talk about in mainstream media is that the, planet, the energy on the planet is changing. And right. that's what COVID was about. You know, the, the frequency of the planet is higher now. And so what's happened when, when the frequency raises, then all the lower denser energies, and I wish I had my, my frequency scale here to show you, but all the lower denser energies raise, raise up for, to be seen so they can be cleared. Okay. If you want to go to Google, you can Google emotional frequency scale. Okay. Is it the Hawkins scale? Yes, that's my favorite one, but there's a ton of them there, but that's my favorite one. And then what I love about it, it's so visual and it shows you that on the lower ends of the scales is fear, shame, guilt, all the negative energies that we feel. And those are lower what they're called lower denser energies. And then on the higher side, you get up to courage, willingness, acceptance, joy, love, gratitude, enlightenment. <clears throat> and as the higher energies come in, they force the lower energies up to be cleared. So that's why we've seen so much violence and anger. you remember there was a few months there where just everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And that's what was happening is all those energies were coming up to be cleared. And um, because they have to be cleared using love. So love is a transmuter. Love is the opposite of fear. So if you ever are feeling fearful, the best thing to do is just start to love on yourself. One of my favorite things to do is just create a love ball. You can just put your love in between your hands Just from your heart, down your arms and into your hands, and then just make your hands as big as you want. Make this ball as big as you'd like. Make it like as big as a beach ball and then just bring it in and start rubbing it all over yourself. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) Um, uh, Chi Gong, is that what it is? Are you familiar Uh, with that? Yeah, Chi Gong, they talk about energy balls there too. Yes, Chi Gong. Yeah. I love energy, I play with energy all the time. And um, so with this love, you can transmute any darkness. I think I'm way off the topic here, but but as the planet is, the light is coming in and the darkness is coming up to be cleared, a lot of this darkness will will be dissolved into the light and it will be released out of the planet. And we're really moving into, have you guys heard of 5D?
0: I feel like I know. But I would
2: assume that, you know, half the people
0: listening haven't. So you might as well explain it. <laughs> so,
2: so we live in 3D, right? 3D, which is the third dimension. Mm-hmm. There's many, many, many different dimensions, which I won't go into all of that today. I'll just leave it at <laughs> many, many different direct dimensions. But the earth has been in 3D for a really long time. And it's moving into 5D. And there's a great book called Waking Up in 5D by Maureen St. Germain. She's a brilliant spiritualist. She's been doing this work for, like, I don't know, 30 years. And so the 5D really is heaven on earth. So what, what's happening now is that a lot of the lower denser energies, the stuff that we've been programmed, the stuff that we've accepted is just the way it is is not supposed to be the way it is. And it's starting to clear. And it's going to take a few years for it to clear out. And it's not going to go without a fight. So there's going to be some ugliness over the next couple of years as it is pushed out. But ultimately, what we're going to see is heaven on earth, where we don't have to do all these things that we don't want to do that make us unhappy, that we're living in a place of fear and joy and love. It's really heaven on earth because heaven is not supposed to be someplace that we ascend to after we die. Heaven is exactly where we are right now. You can create your own heaven on earth just with your own perspective. Start with the love ball. Right,
0: <laughs> well,
1: right. Rub it on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, <okay. laughs>
0: so I, you know, I look at it like, um, last time that, we went through like we meaning this country or the world went through something similar to this would have been like you know 1918 right and then here come the roaring 20s and it's this whole new modern era or you know um fashion forward or you know just completely different lifestyle right and so that's why i'm like i'm looking forward to like when that happens but i just with I agree, like it's gonna take a long time and it's gonna be a fight. And so I'm just tired. I'm, Yeah, I know. We're just we're all already so tired. So it's like, yeah, trying to give yourself that love and that energy to continue on and the grace to not have to have a good day every day. Right.
2: <laughs> but I do I wanna go back to what you said. I don't think I really answered your question. You're not yeah. gonna be left behind. Yeah. You're not gonna be left behind because what's happening now because the energies, the frequencies are so much higher is that things are happening so much faster. I mean, you have to feel that, right? Yeah. Just even go, from Monday to Friday, I don't even feel like I'm the same person. I feel like I transformed so much. So what's happening now is transformation is happening faster and faster and faster. So if you have it, if you didn't spend the last five years like me and this painful, horrible uh, awakening that I went through, um, it's good because you don't have to, you can go through it much faster now. And the ah. energy is supporting you to get to higher levels without having to uh, suffer, do all the suffering that a lot of us had to do. So it's actually to your benefit. I Are think It you-
0: also- sounds like you just gave everybody a little bit of like a cheat sheet. <laughs>
1: there you go. <laughs> so you never gave us anything. <laughs> um, I think that also like we- have to learn how to go through the process of these things that we once knew to be just standard operating procedure that is no longer there. We have to reorient ourselves too. And that's a lot of work. So we're adjusting to the world and to our new being. Are there any other things aside from a love ball that people can do to like, remember that they're okay. It's going to be okay.
2: (laughs) Yes. Community is so important. And I um, It's one of the things that there's so many people becoming coaches now because so many people need help. Also, you know, even I know that all this is happening. And even though I'm a, an expert on it because I've gone through all this, I still need to talk to people. And I still need experts that have been through it that can let me know that I'm OK that I'm not imagining it and that it's always darkest just before the light. That is the, really an important thing to write down. When things seem really, really dark, it means you're almost there. Like there's a bright light right on the other side of that darkness, I promise. And it, But it's at that point where you feel like I can't go any further. I'm just tired. Yeah. I, I'm just, it's too much. I'm over it, you know? And that's right before the universe is testing you. How bad do you want it? Can you push past this and just get to this next step whatever it is and and um you know everything is like a test but community is super important and there's never been a better time to be part of a online community i'm finding so much love and support in facebook communities and meetup communities and our local communities our online communities are really 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 going to be important as we expand as our world continues to expand
1: <clears throat> I would say one thing also just the like the and when you say world it's truly the world has been connected differently because we now are all participating online digitally in like for instance my aunt she's got zoom meetings for AA and she can go to a zoom meeting in like Italy if she wanted to she can go to a meeting in LA in in miami and she can go connect with a multitude of different people that she didn't necessarily have access to before and i think those types of things are like the coolest things in the world but so overwhelming at the same time because it's no longer getting in your car to go to a church basement to go see the same 15 people to talk about these problems it's a whole different way of living i just think it's so cool but it's tiring
2: (laughs) yeah but it is part of you know getting your new identity right because yeah when you're making such a big shift as we are right now you do have to let go of that person that you used to be so that you can become you can't change and truly transform and still be the person that you used to be you have to let go of those things that were not serving you or that you outgrown you know so what's
1: fun um like when people are like oh when it all go back goes back to normal when it all goes back to normal do you have a thought on that yeah, Thank I actually you.
2: wrote an Instagram post about that. I think it, <laughs> I think it says we're not going back. <laughs> <laughs> I can't <get> the letters. <laughs> right. No,
1: it's right. I didn't actually read your the Instagram post. I just figured you had an opinion
2: on it. <laughs> yeah, we're not going back. This is a new this is it. You got to get used to it, you gotta it. <laughs> so to face it. So if
0: somebody's um interested in better understanding um, how to really dive into their purpose and um, either work with you in a group or one-on-one, one-on-one situation. Um, uh, how how are you, I guess, getting in touch with people? And I know you said that you have um, something coming up in May as well. Uh, so just, you know, how how can people get started with you?
2: Thank you. I'm actually, um, I have a Facebook group called Soul Guided Entrepreneurs. And whether you're an entrepreneur now, or you're just trying to figure it out, like, you know, like I was saying before, I knew I was going to do my own thing. I just didn't know how it was going to work. It's a great place to be. And I host uh, events there. And I'm doing a five-day workshop in May. Um, I don't have the title of it yet. But it's really about What is your soul guided business? So it's it's one of another gift that I have that is incredible is the gift of guided visualization. So I have the ability to take people through these guided visualizations because I believe that all the answers you seek are within. And instead of looking out to all these other people out there to tell you what you should be building, what you should be doing, your soul knows exactly what you need to be doing. Every step of the way, and I channel that, and I really teach my clients how to do that, how to connect with themselves, how to connect with their soul team, how to know what what's divine, what's the best action step for them, and, and then I take them through this guided visualization so that they can envision what this business is and what their what their um, gift is. I do these visualizations too after I lead my clients through them. And they're powerful. I, I have stuff that comes up for me that I didn't know. And I it just it makes me so grateful. The other day, um, I did a, a, an event on Saturday called No More Hard Work, Living 2021 in Ease and Flow. And I did a whole <laughs> conversation around work and what was your gift and how can you bring your gift forward? And one of the things that I have on my website is that my my gift is to connect you to your inner guidance so that you can trust it and go forward. But what I got from that visualization was that my gift is connection in general, connecting to people, connecting people together and connecting people to their themselves. And I didn't know that until I did that visualization. So I lead my clients through those. I do those pretty regularly. And uh, it can help you to really uncover whatever your gift is, because every single person here is here for a reason with a unique gift for humanity. And it's your, it's your job to figure it out so that you can be bring it forward and be of service. We all need to be of service right now. Yeah. One
0: theme that um, continues to like run through my life is, um, you know, if I, if I'm trying too hard, then it just doesn't seem like it's the right thing. Like, um, <laughs> it, it should be easy. And not that that doesn't mean you don't work. Like, you still work hard. But like, if you're, if everything's trying too hard, and it seems forced, or it's just not coming together, then it just, it's, it's been a clear sign to me that it's not the right path. <laughs> and also, like, that Are is you? weird no.
2: What's that? It's a good for you for seeing that. Cause a lot of people would oh. just keep pushing and pushing yeah. and pushing. Well, I mean, it wears you out in a different way when the universe
1: keeps stopping you and you're like, okay, well, I... <laughs> <laughs> like we're doing work, but you're getting things done successfully. And at the end of the day, you're tired. It's like good tired. You feel accomplished. You're okay to relax because you've done these things. But then, you know, when I, you get, I'm doing this right now, I think with my life, I'm up against this wall that I keep meeting for some reason, I'm not sure what it is yet. But it's just like exhausting at the end of the day. You just <laughs> and then you get that like I didn't do enough, so I feel like I have to stay up and do some other things. It's just trickle effect, really. So yeah, that stuff is super important.
0: Yeah, yeah and I mean, obviously, if somebody's gonna give me a vis- visualization that's gonna help me figure that out earlier, instead of me being thirty seven and probably spending like thirty of the thirty seven years figuring it out. Um, <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah and and that's an important thing so i I work with them there i i also take one-on-one clients and um anyone that's listening out there if you'd like to get some clarity uh uh, just i'll I'll leave you my link you can put in the show notes Mm -hmm. and uh, i offer you a free clarity session just schedule on my calendar and let's talk and find out Uh, i know that through that conversation, we can get at least one inspired action step for you to take to move your and life that's Worth it for the time, in my opinion. <laughs> it only takes one step.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, we actually do a little segment at the end of each episode that we call an add a girl. And so um, we talk about something that's happened to us recently or something that we're proud of ourselves for. Um, We just like to end on a positive uh, reference, you know, because like life is a lot of things, but it's helpful to remember that you've had something good happen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Also, the origins of this podcast were not so... Mm. we were doing things that, you know, we maybe weren't super proud of at the end of the day, but it's a good thing to keep in.
0: So for me, um, in theme with what we're discussing today, uh, I have been on this journey since the start of the new year and trying to get my health in check. And I've been seeing a lot of different, um, uh, Non Western or like mixed, you know, type of care providers. And so I had had acupuncture done um, a few years ago and hadn't like revisited it. And then I had an acupuncture uh, appointment this week with a new person and I just really connected with her and it felt great. And it's another method of kind of like an energy clearing. Um, opportunity where you can feel physical results. And to be honest with you, I went in there because I was having more like physical pain and like headaches and allergy suffering. Um, But I left there because I felt so good. I also was like super happy, but I, since that appointment, have been able to approach a lot of like work conversations and things just more chill. Um, Everything's just been like a little bit easier so I think it's just um it's a good reminder that sometimes you need to to tap into some other resources you know <laughs> sorry you guys my cat <laughs> <laughs> right and so we don't we don't normally put the guest on the spot so Sarah if you could uh, hey, I, get your I cat do. out of the way
1: <laughs> well sorry I just I can't control this he's hungry <laughs> just starving actually um so I had this past week a few months ago I was in my car getting cat food for this one and I was paying for it in my car and my credit card went right through the e-brake slot I watched it in slow motion there's literally no stopping and I was just like oh no and then I was like well not a big deal I still have my card in my digital wallet I don't need the physical card we're in a digital era um and I know where it's at nobody's gonna use it they can't get to it should be okay i get a new car sent to me this year i think in in june as a matter of fact and so i was like no big deal let it slide and then uh, i went to check balance pay the bill whatever and i couldn't get into my online account so i had to change my password in order to change my password i have to have the 16 digit card number that's on the card that i've never written down because nobody should do that um and so i called the company and they basically told me to kick rocks there's no way to get your account set up Uh, without the 16 digit code on the card. And so you can either confirm it was lost or stolen or whatever. And I was like, I'm not trying to do all that. I just want to go ahead and reinstate my online account really quickly so I can pay my bills and I'll get my card later. It's no big deal. Well, there's no way I can do it. And so I got really, like frustrated because i didn't want to spend the time online with somebody to to cancel his card or whatever um so i went in i went ahead and just ripped my car apart i went downstairs and got the tools i needed and got a youtube video out and went and got under my center council by myself and didn't screw anything up and the car still runs uh and got my car back (laughs) only to find out that I'm now completely locked out of everything and I can't start a new account with this card number and I'm going to have to get a new card anyway. (laughs) (laughs) So I will say though, I'm proud of myself for physically stopping in my work day. I was like, you know what? I need to take a lunch anyway. I'm just going to go take something apart really quick, put it back together. No big deal. I'm just really proud of myself. I haven't done that while I was working from home yet, I haven't, like, fit, like, gone and done something else like that. I've just sat at my desk and taken some time to do whatever. So I'm proud of myself for, like, you know, doing that for myself, even if it didn't end up making sense. But I still did something that I wouldn't normally do. I had to change it up a little bit. And I'm happy about that. Made me happy. <laughs> little things. Still I dealing with the credit card, but I got the card
0: back, so still deal. I mean, Michelle, I just, I don't know how you're going to top that story. Really.
1: <laughs> um, life? I don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but is there something that has uh, happened in your life recently or something that you've done that you're just like, yeah, I pat on my own back?
2: Yeah, I actually started this um, class, this movement feedback class. And this woman, I, I she's really changed my life. And uh, it's called Movement Feedback. And basically what you do is you just dance. She plays songs. You dance. She watches you. And she can see exactly what's going on with your energy from the way you dance. Because what she says is how you do one thing is the way you do everything. <laughs> and so, uh, and, which is important. I learned that. I, I, I'm. It's so true for me. And I've learned so much from her. So I... I joined this meetup like months ago. And then at the end of the year, my guides were telling me I needed to have more movement in my life. And I got this email and and it was like, oh, six o'clock tonight, there's a movement class. I'll just go to that. And I've been going ever since. It's been like two months now. And it's really changed me. Like my energy has really shifted. My heart's more open. I'm so much more um, manifesting things quicker. I'm just it's an incredible, I'm so grateful. And then this woman, she's just, she's all about the quantum field. So she's gotten me back into thinking about that and doing more work on that.
1: That's wonderful.
2: Yeah, if you guys wanna check her out, it's a free class. It's called Movement Feedback and it's movementfeedback.com. She does your first few classes for free, but you get hooked. She gives you feedback and people just morph right before your eyes. It's incredible.
1: Man. This is so fun. I'm so excited about all these resources you're giving us.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I can't wait to see you there.
0: (laughs) That's really funny because I do think about people who dance like really stiff as having like stiff personalities as well. (laughs) Me too. But probably not. They're probably just
1: physically hesitant a lot of stuff. Their minds could be crazy lubed up. We never (laughs) know.
0: I don't know, but I get it. I can see the connection. That's awesome, though, that you found something else that brought you another layer of consciousness or awareness. Um, yeah. And it sounds fun. so Yeah. That's very cool. So thank you for spending some time with us today and sharing all of this knowledge. We learned so many things. I have so
2: many notes. <laughs> <I'll open up. laughs> Well, thank you so much for having me on your show. You guys are a blast. I love it. <laughs> connect it? with my Michigan people. Yeah, you
0: know
2: yeah. I was gonna say, you ever come back to Michigan? <laughs> I was back for my high school reunion a couple of years. In 2019, I was there for my high school reunion. Oh man, my well, brother still lives there. Oh uh, wow, well,
0: <laughs> yeah. So everyone can go to. Uh, michellewarnica.com to um, learn more about uh, all the things that she offers and even look at yeah. scheduling that clarity session. Um, and you can follow us on Instagram at uh, homance underscore chronicles. And um, we have a closed group as well. So that is the Homance Chronicles, a Judgment Free Zone on Facebook and if you like what you heard today, please rate, subscribe, review, do all the good stuff, so that, you know, we can get spread around. <laughs> yeah, everybody needs to hear these messages, honestly. We're right. doing the people. <laughs> and i we right. out.